Hello, and welcome to the Letters from Our Fathers podcast, where we explore the actual history of America's founding fathers from their own written words and personal correspondence, but without modern partisan political ideologies. I am your host, Roman. Now let's learn some real history. All right, welcome to it, everybody. Welcome back to this episode of the podcast. This is going to be episode number 19, and I'm glad you're here with me. This is going to be another short episode of the podcast, by the way. If you uh, if you can tell by the sound of my voice, which I don't know how it's going to sound to you folks. It sounds terrible to me. I have uh, I have a cold. That's why my I mentioned on the last episode of the podcast my voice was coming and going. I didn't know it at the time, but that was uh, that was apparently the beginnings of this cold that I have. And it's um it's just it's 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 not a very severe cold I would say but it's just hanging on for dear life and it just doesn't want to go anywhere it wants to set up shop and just kind of hang out it's with me my voice feels eh iffy I I really debated recording this particular episode of the podcast because of it but I hate missing an episode I really do I'm I'm one of those people who just I can't stand it if I miss an episode or if I don't upload when I'm supposed to even though it's it's my podcast I can upload whenever I want. It's just one of those things. So I, I got, I, I did pull some interesting Founding Fathers material for you today, as always. I try to find the good stuff and bring it to you. So I got a few quotes here from a letter from John Adams that we're going to talk about that really talks about the purpose of this podcast. So even though I am somewhat compromised as far as my, my voice and my energy level on this podcast, I feel dreadfully tired, by the way. You know, the cold keeps me up at night, and it, I don't sleep as well as I usually do, so I'm really just kind of suffering from a lack of sleep more than anything else. But uh, hopefully the uh, the energy level is good, and my voice isn't too annoying on this particular episode for you folks. I appreciate your patience with me on that regard. I should be back, to, I assume I'll probably be back to 100% by the next episode, which will be the, the next Monday episode that drops. But uh, I got some. I got a. I got one particular topic I want to talk about today, and this does get to the heart of this podcast. So, so even though this is a, even though, like I said before, I'm a little bit compromised as far as my ability to do a good podcast today. Uh, this is going to probably be one of the more important short podcasts that I ever do. So, I'm going to read you a few quotes. There's going to be three, uh, three separate quotes that I'm going to read you. They all come from the same letter. This particular letter was written from John Adams to uh, Mr. William Tudor. He wrote to this guy quite a bit over the years, by the way. And this was on June the 5th of 1817. So, we're actually fast-forwarding quite a bit from where we're at standard, but that's fine. Because uh, this isn't going to interrupt our normal progress, obviously. This is just kind of a, a sidebar of sorts. We're going to go into some... Uh, some history here in hindsight after the war was obviously over uh, 1870 and this is after this i mean by the date you know this is after the war of 1812 as well so this is pretty late john adams still has another 10 years left before he dies he died in 1826 uh so he's still going to be around for a while after this letter he's getting up there in the years he's a fairly old man i think he was he's literally one of the oldest living presidents in history so let's start off with this one here. Quote, James Otis, Samuel Adams, and John Hancock were the three most essential characters, and Great Britain knew it, although America does not. End quote. And continuing on, quote, Without the character of Samuel Adams, the true history of the American Revolution can never be written. End quote. And continuing on, quote, such has been the fate of the, the memorials of Mr. James Otis and Mr. Samuel Adams. It was not without reason, then, that I wrote to Mr. Niles of Baltimore that the true history of the American Revolution is lost forever. I could write volumes of other proofs of the same truths before, during, and since the Revolution, but qui bono. They would be read by very few, and very few of those few would be credited. And by this minimum of a few would be imputed to the vanity 
egotism, ill humor, envy, jealousy, or disappointed ambition of your sincere friend, John Adams, for the character of this nation is strangely altered, end quote. Goodness gracious, John, what are you talking about? That's our, uh, that's our good friend, John Adams. Um, so he's talking about the characters of, you know, including, you know, James Otis, by the way, Mr. Otis that he describes in there was a, a patriot of sorts, most prominently during the Stamp Act. And, uh, of course, we know who, well, I think most of you know who Mr. Hancock is. We haven't talked a lot about him, but he he's very famous, obviously, his signature on the Declaration of Independence. Uh, his name is literally synonymous with the word signature. Uh, you know, so you put your put your John Hancock on this, people say. You know, that's basically, put your signature on this. It's always, I, I find that very interesting when somebody's name becomes synonymous with an act or something like that. It's very interesting. And then, of course, Samuel Adams. We've talked about him before. We know who he was. I've mentioned him a bunch so far. Cousin to John Adams. So, so John Adams is basically saying that these, these folks are essential. And he even says that the true history of the American Revolution really cannot be written without Samuel Adams, the character of Samuel Adams. That's, by the way, why I think why, why he earned the name the father of the American Revolution. And we mentioned this in the last episode of the podcast, which was episode 18, that this, uh, this one character in Pennsylvania was, was quote, the, uh, the, jo- the Samuel Adams of Pennsylvania. Or the Samuel Adams of Philadelphia, actually, not Pennsylvania generally, but specifically Philadelphia. You get the idea. But, you know, John Adams seems to think that something has gotten lost here. Even by 1817, think about this. This was written in 1817, crying out loud. That was quite a while ago. It was 200 years ago. And even by then, he seems to think that something has been lost here. Quote, the true history of the American Revolution is lost forever, end quote. See, you see, John Adams, and we've talked about this before, haven't we? And and I've run across this a lot in John Adams' writings. This man was very, very concerned that people would not read what really transpired during the American Revolution. People would stop caring about it. They would just kind of take it for granted. And he was worried about that. I, I think I, re- I think I, when I was reading his writings, he was concerned about this as early as like 1786, 1787. I mean, for Pete's sake, we're not yet 10 years removed from the actual war. And the Constitution was barely a thing. And he's already concerned that it's been lost, that the history of it's been lost, that people are f- starting to forget. And he must have had reason for saying that, otherwise he wouldn't have said it. So, you know, what in the world is going on with John Adams and this thought that the American Revolution has been lost? You know, he he mentions, you know, he could write an, a history of what happened during the American Revolution, but, quote, they would be read by very few, and very few of those few would be credited, and by this minimum of a few would be imputed to the vanity, egotism, ill humor, envy, jealousy, and disappointed ambition of your sincere friend John Adams, end quote. So he doesn't think anybody would read it if he wrote it. I wonder if that's because he he knows that not a lot of people read his stuff that he wrote before. This guy wrote a lot before for public consumption. I'm not talking about his private letters. He wrote a lot of things for public consumption earlier, and I wonder if he, he's thinking, well, not a lot of people read that, so why would anybody read anything else that I write? You know, this is very interesting. And it's also a bit disturbing to me, personally. You know, and, and then he has this notation down at the very bottom here. Quote, For the character of this nation is strangely altered, end quote. And that's the end of the letter. The very, the very end of the letter. He doesn't, you know, there's not like there's more paragraphs after that. That's it. It's kind of like, you know, think about that. It's like mic drop. <laughs> you know, it's like John Adams' mic drop, and he just walks off the stage. I think he's frustrated by something, and he starts off the letter a little bit frustrated. I'm not going to get into that. You know, I, I, I struggle over this a little bit previously. I, I think I know where he's going with this. And, I, you know, obviously I have the benefit of 250 years of hindsight that John Adams didn't have. And I, I think it. that's why I, I read so much of what the Founding Fathers wrote, is I'm trying to 
it's possible for me to know things that they didn't know at the time because I have that 250 years of hindsight. So if I can learn most of what the Founding Fathers knew at the time, and if I can understand their beliefs, and then add to that the 250 years of hindsight that I have, I can find solutions to problems that they never would have thought of. I can find solutions to these these age-old questions that the Founding Fathers never would have even begun to think of because they didn't know how this experiment would turn out. But I know 250 years of hindsight, so when he says that, you know, very few would read it, this uh, this history that he could write of the revolution, I understand exactly what he means. How many people today know who John Adams even really is? Not very many people. I think more people know who John Adams is than Samuel Adams, and I think more people know who John Adams is certainly than uh, John Jay, perhaps. And, you know, and a lot of people know the names. Like, if you if you say the name Benjamin Franklin, people kind of know who you're talking about. But what do they know about the guy, really? And, what you know, they, they might know Thomas Jefferson, but what do they know about the guy, really? And what do they really know about John Adams, for crying out loud? Like, like when you, when you mention, like, when you talk about John Adams, do, do most people understand how strong this guy's religion really was? That it shows up everywhere. Everywhere John Adams writes anything of any substance, his religion is just thick throughout that writing, including his uh, his assistance with the, the original draft for the Constitution for the Commonwealth of Massachusetts. And that's that's kind of what John Adams is talking about here. It's, you know, if you don't understand the character of these people, do you really understand the, the American Revolution? Do you really understand what happened? And he's concerned that, no, no, you don't, that thus the, the history of the American Revolution is lost forever. Now, I disagree with him on that. I disagree with him that the history of the American Revolution is lost forever, and here's why I disagree with that. And this is the benefit of 250 years of hindsight. I think, I think it's lost in, the, in respect to the broader American public, and, and honestly, the world. For those of you around the world who are listening to this podcast, the history of the American Revolution is lost to most people. Of, of, of approximately 7 billion people in the world, I would venture to guess that the vast majority of those 7 billion have no ab- absolutely no clue whatsoever as to what the American Revolution was and what it was supposed to be. That's a sad commentary, but that's true. But, you know, with that said... I think there's some people who do actually understand the American Revolution. I really do. And I I like to think that I'm one of them. And I like to think that the listeners of this podcast, if you're not one already, you will become one as you listen to this podcast. That's what we're here for. We're studying this information together for a reason. And again, this is why these quotes here get right to the heart of this podcast. We are here. I am here. And I like to think that you folks are here to try to answer the call of John Adams and to assuage his fears that the history of the American Revolution is lost forever. It is our job, it is our duty to make sure that that never happens. And I don't care if you live in the United States, or if you live in Europe, or Asia, or Africa, or wherever. Everybody has the opportunity to take upon themselves this great charge in not forgetting the American Revolution. And other things too, if you so choose. Could be any number of things. There's a lot of, there's a lot of moments in history that change the world that we ought not forget. The American Revolution is really just one of them. There's a lot of these little things that, that, I mean, a lot of these little things, big things that kind of happen throughout history. So if you didn't have a reason to listen to this podcast, I assume you did because you're listening to this podcast, but if you needed a really solid reason to listen to this podcast, there's one right there. John Adams, founding father, brilliant man, second president of the United States, first vice president of the United States. John Adams is telling you why you should listen to this podcast, and or 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 engage in self study. I mean, I, I hate to uh, I hate to you know sound like the self promoter or something like that. Like I'm promoting my own podcast, and th- this is the only thing that you can do. It's not. If you just want to engage in, if you want to stop listening to this podcast altogether and just start taking a nosedive into the books 
and doing a lot of self-study and just reading book after book after book and letter after letter after letter of what the Founding Fathers wrote, honestly, you're going to make John Adams a very happy man. You probably, I mean, if he were alive today, you'd probably send him dancing into the streets. Uh, so it's not necessarily that you have to listen to this podcast, but this podcast is a good way for the community of people like us to come together and study this material together. And it's also really easy. It's an easy way for you to study this material. I mean, where I mean, you can listen to this on the drive to work or on the on the drive back from work. Obviously, I try to make it as easy as possible, and it's one of the one of the reasons why I started doing this podcast is because I thought to myself, how many people are going to get the books that I've got and spend the time reading them and studying the letters like I do. How many people have the time to do this? Because uh, they they got other things, and I, Lord knows I've got other things too. But I've just happened I just happen to have such a passion for this that it's worth my time to do it. Um, but other people, you know, they, they work long hours. They they have families. They have children. They have wives and husbands and all the rest of it. Uh, it. It really is hard. Believe me, I know hard to break off enough time to study this stuff. So this podcast makes it a little easier. You can listen to this podcast anywhere, anywhere you can take your phone, uh, anywhere you have your computer, whatever, what have you. You can listen to this podcast and you can help answer uh, this this call that John Adams puts out there to, to study this stuff. I mean, he's not he doesn't say it in there in this letter, obviously, because this letter was not for public consumption. He's just writing a letter to one guy. But um, if John Adams knew that you were going to be reading this letter 250 years after the fact, or 200 years, I guess, after the fact, because this is 1817, if he knew you were going to read this 200 years after the fact, he would have said, you need to study this stuff. And he's basically saying that in that letter without, without actually saying it. Well, let's make sure that we don't forget the American Revolution and why it happened, how it happened, and the reasons why John Adams and his, his people did it. Why did they do what they did? And I've mentioned this before, you know, there's that a common tale that gets told in the United States today of, well, it was a bunch of angry people who didn't want to pay their taxes. Uh, no, that's that's not it at all. And we've, I've, I've addressed that before, and we've talked about that. These people believe that their sacred rights, their ancient rights, were being violated. And somehow or another, in reading all of these letters that we're going to read, and studying all this material that we're going to study over the next several months and years, potentially, we're going to get a very good picture of what the American Revolution was and what it was not. That's the beauty of having all of these writings at our disposal. Washington, Jefferson, Adams, and Adams, and Jay, and Warren, and so many others. We're going to, we're going to get into it all. Uh, we, well, we can't cover every letter, and I'm not going to read every letter. Believe me, there's, there's, there's a lot of really trivial stuff that they wrote about that we're not going to cover. But after we get done reading all this stuff and studying all this stuff, we're going to know a lot about what the Founding Fathers did and why. And it's not going to be lost on us. And for as long as I'm alive on this earth, and as long as you, the listener of this podcast, are alive on this earth, if you stick with this podcast, or if you engage in a self-study, and you're, you're answering the call of John Adams here. You know, and it may seem, and one of the things I concern myself with, I noticed this with the George Washington letters. As we got deeper and deeper into the George Washington letters, the listenership to the podcast dropped. On those particular episodes, like, uh, I think it was a three-parter that we did on George Washington. I forget it was three or four. I think it was three. And the the listeners on the on the last section of George Washington letters that we had from 1774 to 75, it went down. Like, like maybe people were tired of the George Washington letters. Believe me, I could have I could have done a 50-part series on the George Washington letters from that time period. A 50-part series. I boiled it down to three parts. And if you if you if you want to if you want to if you want a reason why to listen to every single part of that 
of those of those letters, every single episode of this podcast, John Adams, this this quote from John Adams is why you know it's it's because you know the, the letters that I select that I curate for you folks, I think every one of them is important, and, and honestly, some of them that I don't read to you, I think are probably important too. It's just sometimes they hit the cutting room floor, and they 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 just I don't they don't make it into the podcast because I I don't think it's I think other letters kind of cover it. I don't think I need to go into those other letters. I try to I try not to duplicate things as much as possible. Uh, I try to avoid that. So if you if you get a little bored sometimes with the letters, like maybe we're doing too many parts on this founding father, that founding father, the letters are kind of st- are starting to sound the same. Usually it's they're not the same. If you really listen to them, there's something different across each one of them, or it might expand on something that we've already talked about in a different way. It's an important perspective. So stick with it. And for those of you who are who are following each episode of the podcast, and you don't have to, by the way, some of these topics are not really going to be interesting to you, perhaps. But um, if you want to know why I select the letters I do, and if you want to, why did I do a three-part series on George Washington's letters in that time period, and why am I doing a multi-part series on John Adams' letters from the same time period, that's why. It's basically so we can get a pretty good view of what's going on during this period of time so that we don't miss anything important. We're probably still going to miss a few things. Nobody's perfect, including me, but we're, I think I'll, I think I'll get most of what, what we need to cover here. I I really do. I think I'm, I think I'm building out a pretty good program here where we can get most of that stuff. But, um, I think if we stick to this and I think if you stick with the podcast or again, engage in a self-study on this issue, I don't think John Adams has anything to worry about here that the quote, true history of the American revolution is lost forever. End quote. I think we can I think we can combine all this information, all these letters and all this history together and we can get a pretty good accurate picture of what's going on. I think we can. And 250 years or and certainly 200 years after John Adams wrote this letter from 1817, 200 years later, we can um we can make sure that the John Adams fears about this are, you know, are not realized. That we're going to that we're that we're going to we're going to know what really happened. At least those of us who study this material are going to know it. There's going to be a lot of people out there who don't but again, if you want to um, if you want to make it easy on them, uh, again, share the podcast with them if they don't want to read the material uh, themselves, of course, or if they don't have time to. And a lot of people just don't have time. I know. I wish I had more time to read some of this stuff. I don't get to read as much as I want. Hopefully, I got a lot more years to do that. But I wanted you to I wanted you to know. I want to talk about that because I wanted you folks to know that John Adams really was concerned about that, and that one of the primary purposes of this podcast is to is to answer that for John Adams, is to make sure that. He doesn't have anything to worry about. This history is important. It always will be important. And because the Constitution and everything that these folks created, it's still here. We still live under this thing. And the Declaration of Independence that they created, we still live under that document. We still do. It's not like this is some ancient country that doesn't exist anymore. We're here, folks. We're right here. And it's important that we remember why and how and who. And we are doing exactly that on this podcast. Thank goodness. And I'm happy to do it. You know, and as always, you know, th- this is why I say it's an honor to have you folks with me here on the podcast to study this material with me, because I think what John Adams wrote about was a big deal. And I'm happy every time I see the listenership of the podcast go up. In other words, more people come into the podcast and listen to it. I'm happy because I, I know that we're getting the, the information out there and that the John Adams is going to be known 
to, to, to more and more people, and so is Samuel Adams, John Hancock, and so on and so forth, all these folks. And we're going to make sure that you know folks know about what happened during this particular period of time. The history is not going to be lost as John Adams feared it would. So there we go. With that said, uh, like I said, on the next episode, it'll be a feature-length episode. I'm sure my cold will be over and done with by then. I will probably have my voice back. Um, like I said, hopefully you don't find it too annoying, my voice. It's a little scratchy. Uh, I try to edit this podcast as much as possible to make it make it as uh, you know, pleasant as possible to listen to, despite everything. In the next episode, we will have a feature-length episode. It's going to be a good one. I got some good stuff lined up for you. Uh, look forward to seeing you on that episode of the podcast. And until then, this is Roman signing out. Thank you. Thank you.